0: Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs, and here we go for today's episode. This is the last episode of a two-part series aimed at helping you choose your next iPad for your business. In the previous show, I explored the similarities and differences between an iPad and a MacBook to help you decide which device you'd be better off with. If you're in that situation and have not yet listened to episode 33, please press pause, download it and get back to this one when you're ready. In today's episode, I'll go through the entire iPad line to help you pick the best one for your special and specific needs. But before, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the Magprunner podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the Magprunner tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me and would love to have your feedback by shooting me an email at Damian at macproner.com. Because I want to help you make the most of your Apple gear, even between episodes, I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. Among other things, you'll learn how to operate your device faster and tame notifications, which will make you more productive on the long run. To sign up for this free email course, just visit Macpreneur.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. In the show notes, I've prepared for you two comparison tables. The first one uh, will compare the prices of all the models in uh, three configurations, from the cheapest to the recommended one, which would be Wi-Fi with uh, 256 GB of storage. And finally, the last column will show you the price of the totally maxed out device, so maximum storage capacity, and with a cellular option. In the second table, I've summarized uh, for each model the spec sheets. So comparing uh, the Apple Pencil support, the display technology, the back and front camera capabilities and other items like the processor, the number of speakers and, and the charging port. The good news is that all the iPads support the Apple Pencil. Uh, the non-Pro are compatible with the first generation Apple Pencil, while the Pro models are compatible with the second generation v- version. In case you you don't know the difference between uh, these two, the the first generation Apple Pencil pair and uh, get recharged through the Lightning port, and it's there is no other functionality except the pressure sensitivity of of the pencil. On the other side, the second gen Apple Pencil pairs and gets recharged um, on the side of the iPad Pro by attaching it uh, magnetically. And uh, it's on the side um, near the volume buttons. In addition to pressure sensitivity, it also supports a double tap uh, gesture near the the tip of the the pencil. So in notes, for example, if you double tap, you can configure it so that uh, you would switch between the current tool and the eraser tool, for instance, or between the current tool and the previous tool. So now let's go through the iPad line uh, from the cheapest to the most expensive. So quickly, we have the iPad 6. We have the iPad Mini 5, the iPad Air 3, the 11-inch iPad Pro, and the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. So let's start with the iPad uh, 6th generation. The big advantage of of that iPad is that it's the cheapest one, starting at uh, $329 and uh, going up to only, quote-unquote, $559. It has Apple Pencil support, which is great. It has Touch ID. It has an 8-megapixel rear-facing camera capable of recording 1080p videos. So, it's a good, very good, entry-level iPad. The disadvantages of this model is that it's limited to 128GB of of storage. can go beyond that. And it only has a 1.2 megapixel front-facing camera so you cannot do a lot of things I think it is limited to 720p video recording so for Skype for instance the screen is not uh, the best is the, the lowest quality of the, of the pack so there are more reflections on the screen and the color accuracy is not as good as the the other ones. The, the processor is uh, it's called the A10. It's a four core CPU so it's uh, on on paper it's it looks quite good. The thing is it's two generations behind what is equipping now the uh, the other iPads in the line. Uh, so the issue I take with it is that it's it may be less future proof uh, regarding uh, the fu- future iOS updates. So for whom is this iPad 6th uh, generation? For me, it's for professionals mostly doing office type work. So email, doing uh, web research, social media posting, annotating documents and who don't need a lot of storage. So this is a, a good entry level uh, iPad. The next one is the iPad Mini 5, starting at $399 for 64 GB of storage. The advantage is it says now the one of the latest CPU. It's called the A12. Uh, it's not as fast as the one for the iPad Pro, but still it has a six-core CPU and a four-core GPU. That means it it rivals the the MacBook Air. It's a it's pretty good processor for for a mobile device. Uh, Another advantage of the iPad Mini 5 is its size and weight. It is 30% lighter and about 20% smaller than the iPad 6 or the iPad Air 3 which I will talk about a little bit later on. The other advantage is it has a 7 megapixel front-facing camera so it's capable of recording 1080p videos with the front-facing camera. And it has much better screen technology than the 6th generation uh, iPad. So the screen is laminated. Uh, It has less reflections and uh, much better color accuracy. And it is equipped with True Tone technology, which is what we have now in standard with the latest iPhones. And the idea is that uh, it's getting sensing the ambient light And it's adapting then the screen color, the screen color and the screen temperature to the surroundings. So it's uh, supposed to be much better uh, to look at the iPad uh, in different conditions. The disadvantages of the iPad mini 5 is that it's limited to 256 GB of storage. And the screen is a bit small for using uh, capabilities like a split screen which means having uh, two windows side by side on the iPad. If you want to use it for annotations, uh, you will need to zoom uh, from time to time because of the the screen size. And uh, if you had like me uh, an iPad mini 4 or an iPad mini 3, the thing is that uh, you will need a new case, even though Dimension-wise, they are almost identical. There is uh, one change, is the microphone. It has moved from the side to the top near the front-facing camera. Which means that um, yeah, you, you will need to buy a new case or keyboard case to not block the, the microphone. Uh, for whom is this uh, iPad Mini 5? It's for professionals who need an iPad that takes the least amount of space Uh, I think I I mentioned that uh, already in previous episodes I I have the the iPad mini 4 and I love it because I can fit it in my handbag with the Logitech keyboard case uh, on it so it's like double the thickness of the iPad yet it's uh, thin enough and small enough to fit uh, in my bag and I can even fit my business card uh, holder as well Next one, it's uh, the iPad Air 3. So this one is starting at $499 for the 64 GB version. It has a 10.5 inch screen. So it's slightly bigger than the iPad 6. And um, it has all the same capabilities as the iPad Mini 5. It's the same screen, same processor, same cameras. Everything is the same, except the size and the fact that it has the smart connector from the previous 10.5 inch uh, iPad Pro with Touch ID. So that means it's compatible with the smart keyboard. And so if you had a previous generation uh, iPad Pro, so the 10.5 inch, not the 9.7 inch, but the 10.5 inch, then you can reuse the, the keyboard from Apple or any a- accessory that uses the, the smart connector. The disadvantage of the iPad Air 3 is that, is that it's limited to 256 GB. Uh, I've also already explained the differences between the first-generation Apple Pencil and second-generation Apple Pencil. So for, mo- for me, it's, it's a little bit of a disadvantage. It's only compatible with the first-generation Apple Pencil. And even though it has Touch ID, uh, that means that there, is, there are still some, some limitations, uh, especially uh, regarding what uh, Face ID can, can provide. So, for whom is this iPad Air 3? Actually, I would say that it's the device that uh, would be that the, one that is the one that I would recommend for most professionals. Uh, having a budget, I would say below one thousand dollars, and who don't need a lot of storage and who don't draw for a living. So even though it's it's uh, it's very good for for drawing and annotating and so on, the iPad Pro. If if you're drawing for a living, the iPad Pro is, is really the one that you want to 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 shoot for. But overall, the iPad Air 3 uh, is, is, I would say, the one that I would recommend for most people. The thing is, even though it's called iPad Air, it's like the old iPad Pro. So it's it's very similar to the old iPad Pro, and it has some of the functionality. So (laughs) I, I see why Apple decided to call it the iPad Air rather than something Pro. But uh, for professionals who don't do a lot of drawing uh, or um, uh, graphic design or things like that, it's uh, it's an excellent uh, iPad. So the next one is the 11-inch iPad Pro. So this one, uh, processor-wise, it's it's a beast. It's the A12X. So it's an 8-core CPU compared to the 6-core for the uh, A12 and it has a 7-core GPU. So there, there had, there have been some tests some benchmarks of the processor and it rivals the, the MacBook Pro in terms of uh, processing capability. So it's, a, it's, a, it's really a beast. It's starting at I forgot to say, it's starting at $799 for the 64 gigabyte uh, model and um, Not only is it compatible with the second-gen Apple Pencil, but it has also ProMotion technology for the screen. And the goal of that technology is to reduce the latency as much as possible. That means that when you draw or when you use the pencil on the screen, there is almost no lag. That's the the goal. And so that means that uh, if you're a professional a graphic designer or if if you want to to draw if you draw professionally it will give you a much uh, smoother experience it has a better rear facing camera than the uh, iPad mini 5 and iPad Air 3 it's a 12 megapixel uh, camera for for pictures and it has a larger aperture so uh, getting more light in and in addition, it's capable of recording 4K videos at 60 frames per second compared to 1080p videos for the, for the other models. The front-facing camera is, uh, the, has the same resolution, but it's capable of also delivering portrait mode, portrait lighting. And because it has uh, facial recognition, you can also now use emojis uh, and Memojis for, the, uh, for iMessage. Uh, Sound-wise, it has four speakers instead of only two for all the other models. And it has uh, no lightning port. The lightning port has been replaced by a USB-C port. And so what you can do with that is that uh, if you have the right cable, you can connect it to a USB-C monitor, but be careful using the display port standard. And that means, as I said, uh, it requires a high speed cable and usually is the one that will be coming with the monitor. Another thing that the iPad Pro delivers is the ability to recharge other devices directly from the USB-C port. So you can use it like a, like a power bank and so you can if you need to you can recharge your iPhone you can even recharge your Apple Watch directly from the iPad Pro uh, i was talking about uh, limitations about uh, storage with the iPad Pro you can go up to 1 terabyte of storage so it's a lot so you can you can store a lot of pictures in uh, raw format if you wanted to and uh, yeah so that's uh, a big big plus of this uh, 11 inch iPad Pro on the outside it's the same size relatively the same size as the iPad Air 3 the thing is they've reduced uh, the bezel and that's why the screen is uh, slightly bigger. Uh, I haven't had the chance yet to to really use the uh, 11 inch iPad Pro so I don't know how well they can detect uh, the way they detect fingers or palm projections and so on. I, that's something I need to more experience with. Now, the disadvantage is that if you had the old iPad Pro with the first gen Apple Pencil, you're out of luck because you will not be able to use the first generation Apple Pencil. You will need to buy a new uh, second gen uh, pencil. Uh, price-wise, it's, as I said, starting at $799 for the 64GB version, which is, uh, I would say, quite small if you're using the iPad professionally. And the price <laughs> can go up to $1699 for the one terabyte model with cellular connectivity. So for whom is this uh, 11-inch iPad Pro? For me, it's for professionals who, who really draw for a living or for professionals who have a budget well above one thousand dollars because if you take the 256 gigabyte model you're already at 949 to which you have to add the price of the pencil and maybe a case if you want to so yeah if if you have a budget below one thousand dollars unfortunately the 11 inch ipad pro uh, won't be for you, it's it's better than to go with the uh, iPad Air 3. The next one in the line is the 12.9 inch iPad Pro and it's exactly the same as the 11 inch except it's a bigger screen. So, same uh, processor, same uh, screen uh, and uh, cameras, everything the same except it's bigger. Uh, starting price is $9.99 so I would say that's, that's something to, to consider. The, I would say the, So the advantage is the screen size, and it's almost as big as an A4 uh, sheet of paper. So for us in, uh, in Europe. Uh, in the US, it's uh, very close to the letter uh, sheet format. So yes, with this kind of iPad, if you don't mind the size, and the weight, it's forty percent heavier than the eleven-inch model, which which is at which was at um, one pound. So the eleven-inch is roughly one pound, and the twelve-point-nine-inch is one-point-four po- pound. So if you don't mind that, it's a, it's a great way to have a bigger bigger canvas or the ability to have two windows side-by-side, side, and almost have like two A5 uh, uh, sheets of paper side-by-side side with two different apps. So for whom is this iPad Pro? It's for professionals. Also, again, I would say for who draw for a living or with a budget uh, above $1,200. Because the, the 256 model, Wi-Fi only, is already at $1,149. They have um, both for the 11 inch and the 12.9 inch. They have a 512 gigabyte version and a one terabyte version. So to summarize this episode, there are three classes actually of devices based on internal storage capacity, screen technology, front facing camera resolution and processing speed. So the most basic one is the sixth generation iPad, which is uh, limited in the internal storage capacity, screen technology, and front-facing camera. The, the second class is what I would call the, the middle range. So it's the iPad Mini 5 and the iPad Air 3, who share the, the same platform, but have just uh, different screen sizes, uh, 7.9 for the iPad Mini 5 and 10.5 for, for the iPad Air 3. And then there is the top of the range iPad Pro with the fastest processor, the best uh, screen uh, technology and uh, storage capacity up to 1 terabyte. So that's it for today. I hope you found this episode useful somehow and it will help you choose which iPad to buy for your business. As usual, a transcript of the episode and all the links will be in the show notes available at macprunner.com forward slash episode 34 where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section actually I'd love to know which iPad you're using right now and if you plan on buying a new one soon next time I'll go through uh, various iPad accessories that you might consider purchasing and until then I'm Damien Schwers. Wishing you a great day.